3: No, we won't be long, but I do want you to have some truth here behind all of this. So if you will, turn to Galatians for just a moment. When you get into Galatians, you're going to see such passages as Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 and passages that will really help you understand the great joy that we can have that's being found in Christ and Christ alone. And I pray that that will be a blessing to you like it is to me. But in Galatians, it talks about that I live not by my own faith, but I live by the faith of the Son of God. So if you go look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I'm going to read it out of this translation, and I'm only doing it because there are some of you that might be so new to Scripture. And this might be helpful to you because it's said a little bit more simply, although there are some great literal translations that might be helpful to you. This translation is the New Living Translation. I prefer to study out of the New King James and out of the New American only because I prefer a more literal translation when I do this. But for you guests that are here, listen to this. Paul is now writing after he's made his bold declaration of trusting Christ as Savior. It's his way of saying, here's my thank you life declaration. Galatians 2.20. It says it this way in this translation. I myself no longer live. Oh, truly, he does. Physically, he lives, but moving forward with his life with meaning, I myself no longer live, but Christ now lives in me. So I live my life in this earthly body. I love it by trusting in the Son of God who loved me, and I love this last part, and gave Himself for me. So Christians, if you trust that Christ as your Savior now, are you ready to make your bold? declaration to say Lord I now want to live my life for you the one who gave his life for me now parents listen to what I'm about to say this is really important really important you grandparents too might consider this if your own kids aren't really there yet but you want to reach your grandkids listen carefully you probably are the strongest most accurate passionate Christian those family members know and I would love for you to Make that bold declaration of your own testimony to your own kids and attempt to what we might use the phrase, lead them to Christ. You can't make them a believer, but you can lead them all the way there. Help them to understand what decision they need to make and how to place their faith in Christ. And then through God's way, they will be born again. So you do that. Most of you know that. Most of you know to do that. You also know that you're grateful for Sunday school teachers who do it, but... The responsibility falls upon you. I get that, but over the last ten or fifteen years, I have added to that. Now, how many of you, as a parent or a grandparent, after you know your kids are saved and they are giving as much of a clear witness back to you that they're Christian, have you led them into a full surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ? Have you had that conversation with them to fully surrender to the Lord? As the Lord of their life, not to get saved, not to stay saved, but because they are saved. Most of the time we'll take them to the first step, but we forget or neglect to take them to the next step. Of a full time of consecrating themselves to the Lord. Is it possible, catch my logic for a moment... Is it possible that we've had Christians that have gotten saved, but we wonder why our kids have drifted because they did not understand what it means now to be a fully surrendered Christian to the Lord? Not as a part of getting saved, but as a part of being saved, if you know what I'm saying. Can you, can you parse the two? If you can, nod your head. Got it, all right? And go back to them to say, I've done that. So here's what happens. Once they have come to that surrendership, Then you could go back to them when they start getting off the reservations, as we will too, and then say, you know what? You made a commitment not only to be a Christian, but as a Christian, you've also said he is the master, the CEO, the boss, the head coach of your life, and you're not listening to him. You're not obeying him as the coach of your life, and that's why you're not able to win this game of life. And so now live with Christ living his life in you and dying to yourself because of what he's done for you on the cross. He's the Lord of your life. So don't put lordship into salvation, but put lordship as a result of salvation, that that's what they need to do. That's the bold declaration. So now I come back to you Christians. Was there a time, whether it's at camp, a seminar, a service, or just privately out in these beautiful woods here of North Georgia, where you've said to the Lord, Lord... I know I'm a Christian. I've been doing all the little things, pray and read and all this stuff, but I have never fully, completely, 100% given my life totally to you that whatever you tell me to do through your word, I will do it no matter the cost until the day I die. If you haven't done that, then maybe God brought me here for that, for you as a Christian. I hope you will do that. But now, watch. Going back to my parallel between the Patriots. They made a bold declaration, but a bold declaration makes not a patriot, but a bold declaration all does not make a dedicated Christian. There's a price that you and I need to pay. And the colonies, a third of them were apathetic. A third of them still surrendered to the British Empire. A third of them were deciding, this is real. So here's what I'd like to present before you. There is a real battle and there are a real enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about who our real enemy is it's Satan. The real battle is going on right now. I think some of you are technologically aware of the term virtual reality. Virtual reality is, it's not really reality, but it's almost like reality. Like some of these games the kids play, it looks like real people that are driving the cars or racing the cars or fighting the battles. So they call that virtual reality. They make it look so close, cool, just like reality. Now listen, this is going to be really profound. Listen carefully. I believe that we Christians see what we're doing right here, right now, as reality. When it really isn't reality. This is virtual reality. The real reality is that there is a literal Satan with his literal army that is literally doing all he can to keep people from trusting Christ, reducing the deity of Christ to nothing, elevating other people or religions higher than that, wrecking a Christian's life so he can't say anything with power, muddying up his message so when he does people don't understand what he is saying. That is the reality. And that's the bold declaration that we need to make. I see you as the Lord of my life as a Christian. And I'm making that bold declaration. But now I am going to get into this battle knowing that the reality of all of this is that at every moment someone is going to try to come against me. Not as a human speaking, but some being come against me to reduce whatever commitment that I would have with Christ. Now he may use earthly things. And I'm not here going to try to parse out TV, radio, movies, all that stuff, although that would be part of it. But at the same time, there's a deeper thing going on. So my question to you, very humbly, very graciously, not to scare you, but to aware you, is this. Where is Satan knocking on the door of your life? Where is the battle between you and the unseen world happening with you right now? I don't want you to think every time the curtains rattle that Satan's there. But I also don't want you to think that something bad happened to me and you start beating up verbally on your neighbors, your fellow church people, your leaders, whatever that might be. When in reality, it's Satan. It's one thing to make a bold declaration at a camp, at a seminar, at a service, or out in the woods. It's another thing to live for God when all hell breaks loose against you and you do not quit. That's the declaration. And I pray that we would be willing to make that declaration. Turn into the Old Testament. I want you to see this from Scripture. Turn, if you will, to the passage of Scripture in Joshua. I like this passage because it is so rich in the very same truths of these declarations that they made and had made at the time and how important it was to them. But maybe it needs to be important to us too. Um, The passage is dealing with uh, Joshua telling uh, the people there of Israel what was necessary for them to make their commitment um, let me see if I can read it to you out of this context Joshua Joshua chapter 24 I often feel like we fit into the same kind of category as he does go if you will for just a moment um, to verse 14 24 14. He says this to them, So honor the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. It's kind of interesting because it appears that these children that grew up that were able to go into the promised land, they still drug with them the idols from their old days and their grandpa and grandma and all of that. They brought them with them for whatever reason, whether it was just a cultural thing. We don't want to forget our culture. We don't want to forget what happened over there. It's kind of important. It's kind of like a memory thing. We don't worship them, but in reality, they began to worship them. And so he's reminding them. But then he says, But if you are willing, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, okay, you have a choice to make too. Then whom will you serve? Would you prefer the gods your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates? Where did that get them? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? So whether it's the past ones or the present ones, you're going to serve them? How good is that for you? Then he pauses and he gives his own declaration. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Now notice the declaration the people made, verse 16. The people replied, We too... Would never forsake the Lord and worship other gods. For the Lord, our God, he's the one. He's the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes. We saw this kind of stuff as little kids. I mean, we were like, whoa, this is cool. As we traveled through the wilderness among the enemies, he preserved us. It was the Lord who drove out the Amorites. Why would we want to go after their gods? Our God is bigger than their gods. And the other nations living here in their land, all of them were less than you in our life, and so God is our God. So we too will serve the Lord, for he alone is our God. Well, let's pause for a moment. Would you think that's a bold declaration? I think it's a good declaration. I wonder how many kids, when they went to camp, they got rid of this and they got rid of that, and how many adults got rid of this and they got rid of that. And then after a while, if you read just two chapters, Joshua chapter 24, Judges 1. Go to Judges 2 if you want to, and you can read the whole history there. And as you go through Judges, you're going to find out that they made the declaration. But then what did they do? They decided to serve the British Empire. Or they really said, it's no big deal. We can go on the way we are. And maybe there's only a third of you that are going to say, I not only make that declaration but I am willing to pay the price. And the children of Israel rarely had anybody that was able to pay the price even though they made that declaration. So let me say something to you as a body here in this church. I said this often to the youth and so I'm not trying to reduce you to a youth or a teenager but maybe you teens could listen to this right now. You have your whole life ahead of you. I'm 66 right now. I still have somewhat of my rest of my life ahead of me and as i would say to them and as i say to you what would take to make this church great i think it would take just one dedicated gal and one dedicated guy one that will not only make the bold declaration but is willing to pay the ultimate price of full surrender to the lord are you that one dedicated guy and that one dedicated gal And when you're a kid as a dedicated guy, but you're not married, and you're a dedicated gal, and you're not married, you're essentially, humanly speaking, going it alone. Which brings me to this. Would there be one dedicated couple that as a couple on your knees that you would march forward for God, knowing that we are in a battle, but you're not going to give up? I like that. Those odds are great. Dedicated guy, dedicated gal. Dedicated couple. Let's go reach the world for Christ. The last passage I want you to look at is in Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7. The reason I want to turn you here is because there is a great reward. Do you know that um, your reward is already there of this, but you have potential for a whole lot more rewards? But I want you to see this great reward in Revelation chapter 7. If you're a dedicated guy, dedicated gal and you're a dedicated couple, this is what could happen and what will be happening because there are many dedicated guys and dedicated gals that are out there. And I I just think it's such a precious promise of Scripture when it talks about how great it is for all these people to come together and really worship the Lord with all their heart, soul, and mind. Look in verse 9. In heaven now, this is to take place. After this I saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language as a result of church planters going out there to reach unreached people groups who are now standing in front of the throne of God and before the lamb and they were clothed in white and held palm branches in their hands and they were shouting with a mighty shout Salvation comes from our God on the throne and from the Lamb. What were they doing? Pledging allegiance to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God. And what did they say? Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and on and on and on. Belong to our God forever and forever. Your great reward for trusting Christ. And then boldly declaring that you are a Christian. And that he is now the Lord of your life. Will produce good things in this life. But great things in your life to come. Now it's a time to make a decision. Like our patriots long ago did their part and we are now rejoicing in their reward today, which you'll do tomorrow on the 4th. We now can do it today for God and we'll rejoice at the throne to give him all the praise and the glory. Let's pray, shall we? With every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment, I want to say some things to you so you won't be distracted by what visually might be going on around you. And then I'm going to give this room here a moment of silence this could be a life-changing moment in your life i am not at all implying that you have never surrendered to the lord but i am asking you are you where you ought to be with the lord right now So, the first question is if you were to die today and God asked you, why should I let you into my heaven? How would you answer him? If it's anything other than because Jesus died and he rose again, and I place my faith alone in him, and I thank the Lord for the free forgiveness of my sin. It could be that you're relying on something or someone else along with all that stuff. And the Lord will love you, he'll care for you, he'll be there, but he'll still say, As it connects to eternity, you will not spend eternity with me. And me being with you now will not be the same as I would be with you if you placed your faith alone in me. So maybe what you'd want to do is simply say, Lord, I'm trusting in you as my personal Savior. I'm receiving that forgiveness of my sin. I'm entering into an eternal relationship with you that brings you into my life right now. I, I know, Lord, that it doesn't mean I'll have a life without problems but it does mean that i'll have a life with a problem solver in it and so lord i thank you for that i thank you that i will never lose my salvation i thank you that by your grace and mercy you will never take me out of your family i thank you that you love me enough to grow me into your likeness and i want you to do that no matter the cost Now, we said a prayer, but in reality, it's hardly a prayer. It's more of a mental transaction where that you are transferring your trust from yourself or other things to Jesus Christ. The Bible would call that repentance because that's all it is. It's a change of mind. But it's more than just repentance, a change of mind. That means you just got new facts that you agree with. And now you've got to put your faith in Christ as if he was your lifesaver. As you might be drowning in beautiful Lake Blue Ridge. Let him save you now. He's the only one who will because he's the only one who can. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand to indicate to me that today was the day you trusted Christ. That does not mean you will walk forward. It does not mean that I'll come down to you. Certainly doesn't mean I'll describe you or mention your name in my prayer. You going public about your faith. You publicly declaring that you're a Christian. That's something you do. But not something you do to be saved. But when I see that hand, I'm going to say thank you. Then I'll just pray for you. I know I would want someone to do that for me if I trusted Christ. Maybe you'd like someone to do that for you if today's the day. Would there be anyone here, you young people that are here? You've been around all this stuff for so long. Is it time for you now to place your faith in Christ purposely, willfully choose to deposit your confidence in Christ to take you to heaven when you die and to be in your life forevermore? I'm going to be quiet while you have your talk with the Lord right now. Let him know how grateful you are for your salvation. All right, dear ones, you guests that are here, perhaps, if today is the day you're trusting Christ and you'd like for me to pray for you in a somewhat anonymous way, although the Lord knows who you are, Would you, with every head bowed and eye closed, would you quietly just slip up your hand so I could see that? Is there anyone here today that's trusting you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now let me speak to the rest of you who have trusted Christ as Savior. Can you remember a time that you and the Lord had a real, what we might call a loving, gracious, come-to-Jesus time? You came to Christ this time not to get saved or to become a Christian or anything like that, but where you came to Christ and said, Lord, I know I've been a Christian, but I need to fully surrender my life to you. Now, we didn't say anything about you being a missionary, a pastor, whatever. No, 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 It's You're going to surrender your life to the Lord and let him decide if you should be a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, or a pastor, or a missionary. What I am saying is you're saying, Lord, do whatever with my life you want it to be. I don't really care. You're the captain. You're the CEO. You're the head coach. You own me. You live your life out through me. I'm now going to live by the power of Jesus Christ. For you died for me. You've never done that full, complete surrender as a Christian. What better day could you do it on than this beautiful 4th of July weekend? What better time than right now? Would there be anyone in here right now that's ready to place their full, complete form of surrender to his lordship today in his hands? Take your life. Give it to the Lord. If today is the day and you've never done that before, young people especially, if you've trusted Christ, this is a good time to do it. Would you slope up your hand? Because I'd like to pray for you as well. Is there anyone at all? Those of you who have done that, I'm not going to ask you to go back and do it again. It's a one-time deal. I'm just going to leave you with the Lord because he's so gracious and kind, and he knows you, and he loves you. So if there's something in your life you need to work on and change, work on that. If you've grown a little less faithful in your Bible reading and study, maybe it's time to get started again. Your time of prayer have been more asking him for stuff rather than building a relationship through communicating with him maybe you're going to make a little mid-course correction there for some of you and your involvement in church for worship for yourself but also how to serve others and with others maybe there's something you want to step forward and do and of course there's always that tug of sharing the good news with those who don't know Christ Can ask God for that person that you love that they would come to faith ask God to open up a door for you to speak into their life ask God for boldness when the door is open and especially ask God for correctness and clarity when you do speak our gracious heavenly father you've been so good to us on this day that we celebrate our freedom here in America and yet we still celebrate our greatest freedom in Christ. Our greatest enemy is not going to be a political system or even a foreign religious system. It's far more pervasive and powerful than all of that. And yet, Father, we are victors in you, and we thank you for that. Now, Father, let us live victoriously by your power and your strength for your glory by reaching out to others and helping to populate heaven. Now, Father, we love you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
2: You are listening to Make It Clear. If today's message helped you to better understand God's word, let me encourage you to be with us next time or go to our website. MakeItClear.org for more resources. If Stan's biblical teaching is helping you to understand God's Word more clearly and to apply it to your life each day, please remember, this ministry is listener-supported. You can become a partner with Make It Clear and take this teaching to other believers around the world by making a tax-deductible donation to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Or you may do so securely online at MakeItClear.org. On behalf of Dr. Stan Bonds, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College, thanks for listening and invite a friend to join you next time for Make It Clear.
4: 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Word. I'm Alan Dempsey, and we are together on a beautiful, a beautiful, sunny Thursday afternoon, 16th day of March, 2017, as they dig out of two feet of snow in the Northeast. Boy, I've seen some of the video. It's some of the towns, in fact, I lived in in the Northeast, and I'm just glad I'm not there now because we have beautiful weather. It's sunny, 63, feels like 64, and simple acts of kindness can change a relationship. Shanti Feldhahn has seen it time and time again, and she's written a book called the kindness challenge and she tells us how it works that'll be saturday night the first hour of keep the faith beginning at 12 midnight then in hour two When you're taking care of another, it can be challenging and at times even frustrating. Peter Rosenberger's wife, Gracie, was in a devastating car accident, lost both her legs. And Peter has been her caregiver for over 30 years. And then in hour three at 2 a.m., people don't come with instructions. No, no, no. Or if they do, they're in a different language keep the faith's relationship chef dr joe beam comes up with a recipe to help us figure things out and that'll be beginning at 12 midnight to 3 a.m keep the faith here where faith comes by hearing ministries such as in touch with dr charles stanley and every single believer has the potential to serve god in ways that can't even be imagined To learn what God is looking for in a servant, listen to In Touch, Dr. Charles Stanley, next at 6, here on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word.
1: This is Ed Rollins. President Donald Trump has nominated Neil Gorsuch for the Supreme Court. And we need millions of Americans to pick up the phone right now to deliver your voice directly to your senator. This is the most critical moment in modern history that will define the future of our country. Radical liberals like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi have vowed to block President Trump's nomination by all means possible. We need millions of Americans to call 800-939-5885 to send your voice directly to your senator to demand the immediate confirmation of Judge Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. This could be the most important phone call you will ever make for the future of our country. Please call 800-939-5885 and put the pressure on the U.S. Senate to confirm President Trump's nominee. Again, call 800-939-5885. Please help pressure the Senate to confirm Neil Gorsuch and help Donald Trump make America great again. Call now.
5: Paid for by Great America PAC, which is responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. GreatAmericaPAC.com This is Ron Trezinski of the Original Mattress Factory. We are often contacted by people who are shopping for price via phone or online before actually going out to buy. We're happy to give out that information because we can save you hundreds of dollars over the national brands. But price alone means nothing. What are you getting for your money? How good are the quality and support of the mattress? At the Original Mattress Factory, we sell value. What is value? Value is a combination of price and quality. A manufacturer can make and sell a mattress for almost any price. After all, removing components and using cheaper materials does lower the cost, but it also compromises quality. So the price may be low, but the actual value will be even lower. When you shop at our store, we show you the value, the quality that you can see and touch. Buying on price alone is self-defeating. Cheap is cheap. Value is what counts, and our mattresses are the best value. Check them out at an original mattress store near you, and experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original. 94.9
0: FM and AM 950. Central Florida's WTLN Orlando. The Word, where faith comes by hearing.